Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. This is Minister Macmillan. I hope everyone is having a blessed day. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word today. And we ask, Father, that you would guide us in this word. Help us to understand everything in your word today and to be a blessing to others and ourselves with this word, Father. Lord, we thank you, Almighty God, for all that you do for us. And we thank you, Lord, for feeding us this word today. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. We are going to start right away in uh, the book of Mark. We are getting towards the end of Mark. This is the 13th chapter. So let's get started. As he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings? Replied Jesus. Now one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be torn down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, uh, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? And Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and he will deceive many. Mm. And that's, I am he and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be earthquakes in various places and famine. These things are the beginning of birth pains. These things are the beginning of what's coming. Are we not seeing that today? Absolutely. Time you turn around. Com countries are fighting each other, taking over each other. Okay? All this stuff is pointing to end times. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local council and flogged in the synagogues. On, quest, on account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Okay? The gospel has to be preached to all nations before any of this happens. Is that happening? Absolutely. All over the world, the gospel is being preached everywhere. Even the remote places is receiving the word of God. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry or for, for, <clears throat> sorry, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth and let the Lord speak for you, is what he's saying here. Not you. 
Let the Lord speak through you. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand then. Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of your house go down to enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for a pregnant woman and the nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in the winter because those will be days of distress, unequal from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equal again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elite whom he has chosen. He has shortened them. Are not our times being shortened? People are leaving the earth quickly, and the time is winding up quickly. Days are flying by. You don't even, you can't even figure out what day it is anymore. Okay? Um, let's move on. Uh... But for the sake of the elite whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the child, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, <laughs> do not believe it. For the fourth Christ and the fourth prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elite if they were possible. So be on your God. I have told you everything ahead of time. So why the Lord tells you to watch the fruits of the Spirit closely. Test the Spirit. But in those days, following the distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elite from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Now, learn this lesson from the fig tree 
as soon as the twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that the summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near. Right at the door, I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Hello? God's words will never pass away. Are we reading God's word? Yes, we are. Are they going anywhere? No. Man can make up all the rules and regulations and put down all these different laws, but they mount to a hill of being compared to the word of God, which will be here everlasting, forever. Has this book been around forever since the time of God? Yes, it has. And will it be around in the future? Yes, it will. Okay, let's move on. Now, you might burn the book, destroy the book, but the word will still be in existence. Because I know that's what some people think. Well, they'll probably burn the books or destroy them. That don't mean nothing. That's why God tells you to put the word in you. So you know the word. You can take the book. But the word is in me. <laughs> I don't need the book. Okay. I got the word in me. Okay. At that time, man will see the son of, of men will see the son of man coming in a cloud with great power and authority. This we know, right, everybody? Okay, let's skip down to 32. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father, only the Lord God knows the day and the time. Not even Christ Jesus knows the time or the day. Okay? It's like a man going away. He leaves his house, puts his servant in charge, each with his assigned task and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows at, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone watching. Chapter 14. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleaving Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But... Not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the Leaper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. 
made of pure nod. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor will always have with the poor you will always have with you. And you can call, excuse me, and you can help them anytime you want. But you will not always have me. Aren't the poor still here with us today? Absolutely. More poor people out here now than ever. Those who have the money to do so, do they? Some do and some don't. Okay? That hasn't changed then and it hasn't changed now. Uh, but you will always have, uh, you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth. Whenever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will always be told in memory of her. Here we go. We're still re we're reading the gospel again and again. It's written in this gospel. We read it in Matthew. Now we're reading it again in Mark. Jesus agrees in the betrayal. Uh, Jesus agrees to, uh, I'm sorry, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Thus Judas Icott, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. And they were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Uh, on the first day of the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread, which we will get into again soon because Passover will be coming up, um, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' uh, disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples telling them, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house, he enters. The teachers ask, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left and went into the city and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. 
17. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they asked, they said to him, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said. <clears throat> he said to them, I tell you the truth. I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine that day when I drank it anew in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to Mount Olives. Jesus again predicts uh, Peter's denial. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter de declared, even if all fall away, I will not. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Um, I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Uh, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. Lip service. This is what we call lip service, people. Tell what he want to hear, but deeply in your heart, it's not true. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, saying three, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed 
that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And we all know this. That's why the Lord is telling us to watch. Once more, because you watch, you see it happening. You can pray if the strength to continue. One more, he went away. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. And when he came back, he again found them asleep because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still asleep and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared with him, was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man to a, is the man arrest him and lead him away under God. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabboni, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. And then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus when they seized him. He fled naked, leaving his garment behind. Now, a lot of people seem to think that that man was Mark, that Mark was, you know, speaking of himself, but he didn't want to say it was him. Um, they took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sandrian were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave their false testaments against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple, and in three days will build another. 
not made by man. Yet even then, their testimonies did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blaspheme. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. And then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, Prophecy! And the guards took him and beat him. Okay, first of all, There was a whole bunch of trickery in here. The adversary was working hard and heavy. Lies were being spewed all over the place. They weren't looking for the truth. Then they mistreated. Even if you didn't, even if there was a small inkling that this man was who he said he was, because you asked him who he was, then he came out and told you. Your hand should have stayed off of him. But they were so full of themselves, like many are today, they don't want to hear the truth. So they prefer to hear a lie. And they go with the lie. And then the truth blows up in their face later on. And they're like, oh, I, I, I misjudged. I'm sorry. Oh, it's too late for that. Okay? And this is the case we're running into now. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with the Nazarene Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. And he began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. And then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Chapter 15, very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sandrian reached a decision. 
They bound Jesus and led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priest accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accused of. But Jesus still made no reply. And Pilate was amazed. Okay, we're going to pause here for a minute and we'll be back. Okay, everyone, we are back. Um, let's pick up in chapter 15. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sandrian reached, Sandrian, sorry, reached a decision. They bound Jesus and led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Uh, are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priest accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, are you going to answer? See how many things they are accused accuse you of. But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. <clears throat> now, it was the custom of the priest to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barnabas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. And the crowd came up and asked Pilate to... Uh, do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barnabas instead. What shall I do then with one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked him. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder and crucified him. Okay, we went over this before. Uh, there's an account actually in the uh, um, there's an account of this in uh, the Books of the Bible. Um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank today. Um, I'm actually looking for it at this moment in time, and it's not showing up. Excuse me. However, I have uh, the Lost Books of the Bible. That's it. Uh, in the Lost Books of the Bible, in the Lost Books of the Bible, there is an account of of um, there's an account of 
this particular topic. Um, hmm. Strange, I have to look around for it. But there's an account of the uh, the whole situation with Pilate and with the priest. So if you want to really find out uh, about what transpired and be inspired, look that book up uh, and you will find some very interesting facts about it in there. Okay? Okay. Um, let's move on. Um, at the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anything. Okay, I am. Let's go back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, let's go back to 25. It was the third hour when they crucified him. Well, let me go back even further than that. Mm. Okay, they called out crucify him. Okay, 21. I'm sorry for that. I got kind of turned around here. 1521. Um, a certain man from Cyrene, uh, Siren, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha. Now, they forced him because at this point, Jesus didn't have the strength to carry it by himself. It was too much, too much. That, listen carefully, because it lays head. It was too much for Jesus to carry. So they got someone else to help him carry the burden. Does not Jesus tell you not to carry the burden by yourself? Does he not say to call on him to help carry the burden? <laughs> He's showing you the example right here with himself. Okay, which means the place of skulls. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified, crucified him, divided up his clothes, and they cast lots to see which uh, each would get. It was the third hour when, the, when they crucified him, and the written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on the right and one on the left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their hands, shaking their heads and saying, So you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him amongst themselves, okay? And again, I said early on, a lot of people who walk in the truth and the light of God, when they go into other churches right here today and they're seen as a threat, they are ostracized, they are threatened, uh, they are, it's, the list is just goes on, okay? So you see what's happening here to Christ, 
it's going to happen to his children, those who follow him. Right? That's what he tells you. But uh, he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloni, Eloni, lama sabachthani, sabachthani, or deny, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of these standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with with uh, wine vinegar, put, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone and let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud voice, Jesus breathed his with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the citron, who stood there in front of Jesus, heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Now, some women were watching from a distance, and among them was Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger and of Jose, and Salam. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. Later, Jesus appeared Uh, it's also there. Okay. I just want to make sure my page is not sticking together here. Uh, it was preparation day, and this is the day before the Sabbath. The day before the actual Sabbath. Okay? So, we're going to go into this again, uh, because... The day that he actually died was on a Wednesday night. So as evening approached, Joseph of Amathia, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Uh, summing the citron, he asked him if Jesus had already died. And when he learned from the citron that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. Now Joseph brought some linen clothes and took down the body and wrapped it in linen and placed it in the tomb cut out of a rock. And then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. When this, uh, chapter 16, 
When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salam brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, Sunday, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the temple? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they sent as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of them into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had out of whom he had driven seven demons. Now, this isn't an accurate depiction, but we'll go with it. Okay. Um, she went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping when they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterwards, Jesus appeared in a different form of two of them. And while they were walking in the country, these returned and reported to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were sitting, and he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever believes and is baptized. Whoever believes and is baptized. Hello. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. Do you believe? Then you can drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Come on, people. Come on now. Do you have the power of God in you. Are you a true believer? Do you believe that these are the things that should accompany you? This is what you look for here in the body of Christ, right here. 
If people can't do this, hey, guess what? <laughs> you can you can cry out and attest that you are, but if you're not doing these things, if these things aren't present, your belief level is not there. He said, believe and is baptized. Now, some say water baptism. Well, that might be, but the Lord does speak of a spiritual baptism. He has food to give you. Okay? Uh, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat on the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied, uh, that accompanied it. Uh, just want to say something very quickly about spiritual. He was speaking spiritual. The water baptism is for man. It's to tell fellow man, I have accepted God. I want you to know this. But when he says baptism, he's speaking spiritual. So you want to be baptized in the spirit, you got to be in the spirit. Okay? All right. That's the end of uh, the book of Mark. All right, everyone, I hope this has been a blessing to you. This is Minister Macmillan saying have a blessed evening, everyone, and good night.